0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. This week, we're just going to talk about how we can hack happiness with gratitude. A lot of times we're pursuing happiness. But uh, last week I gave you a couple quick life hacks. I did them live here on stage. If you missed them, sorry. But, you know, you could probably go on the internet and find uh, find them. But I wanted to give you a couple, like, pointless life hacks today. Now, have you ever seen some one of those, like, videos on on TV or, um, I'm sorry, on, on Facebook or online. And it's like, hey, life hack, 22 life hacks you could use. And you're watching it and you're like, none of these are really practical. I would never actually do that. And why would anybody need to do that? So I saw, I found a couple this week that I figured I'll just show you. Check out this first one. This is like, if you need to magnify your your phone, like you have a hard time seeing your phone, just drop it in a cup of water right there and it'll magnify the whole phone. The Phone, you'll be able to see that screen. So if you're having a little trouble, don't worry about changing the font size or screen size. Just you know, just drop it in a glass of water. Just don't hold me liable if your phone's not waterproof. And so uh, the phone in the glass, I love this one. This is tennis balls. If you need to fit double the tennis balls inside of the canister that tennis balls come in, right there, just cut them all in half, and you can fit double uh, in there. Again, why would you do that? Um, And then this last one, check this out. If you're short a backpack, just take your pants off and make them into a backpack. Just have, hopefully you have another pair of pants or something on. So it could get real awkward real quick. So, Uh, but listen, pointless life hacks that we have right there. Some of those things are like, I would really never, ever do that. I would never really utilize that. There's a lot of those things. I saw another one this week, JD uh, sent it to me and it was just a a guy, a slipper, someone wearing a slipper with uh, baby wipes coming out the, the top of the slipper. It was like uh, customize, and I was like, "Why would anybody need that?" Like, and this, let me just grab, wipe that clean real quick, and you grab it off your foot. No one needs that. So listen, uh, but I think the the life hacks we're talking about, and what we see in Scripture is God's given us some things that aren't pointless. He's given us some things that are reminders, things that we should grab hold of, things that we should apply to our life, and and refocus and recenter our life on on the right priorities and the right things. And that's how we we. Uh, take that next step that's how we grow closer to him and so uh, this series has been all about that and and uh, i i love that we're talking about happiness today because god like teaches me these things before i actually get up and speak them to you and uh and so yeah he teaches me like hey how to how to uh not just pursue happiness but to pursue gratitude you know one of the things I feel like in our society, our culture, in this day and age, everyone's looking for the next thing that's going to make them happy. We're looking for the next kind of fix of happiness. But I don't think that's how we should live our life. I don't think we should just kind of be looking for that next experience or that next uh, job opportunity or that next thing, And we're just trying to find that next thing that's going to make us happy. I don't, I don't think that's how we should live our life. A couple weeks ago, I was uh, driving down the highway and was headed to appointment in the morning, and it was actually Good Friday, right before Easter. And so this is just just a little behind the scenes of where your pastor was at uh, right before Easter. But I'm driving down the highway, and I'm, I, I just kind of, you know, move my wheel a little bit, and I feel that the car feels really, like, really weird, like I could, like, slide off. And I, all, all of a sudden, at the same time, my pressure indicator light comes on for my right rear tire. And as I'm driving down the highway, 65, 80 miles an hour, somewhere in that range, as I'm driving down the highway, I realize I think my tire is flat, and that's why the steering feels weird, and that's why the light indicator is on. So I quickly exit. Uh, the highway, and I'm headed to an appointment, and I'm, at, I'm right on time, but I realized, you know what, I'm going to have to stop and get air. It's going to push me back a little bit, uh, but maybe I can just put air in the tire, and it's going to get me to my appointment on time, and I'll be okay. So I quickly pull off and pull into the gas station and I come rolling in there looking all flat and and just get in there and I, and I get the air machine turned on and I feel like it's a shame that we charge so much for air. Um, how many people are with me? I always like look for the free air, but I, I was in a bind so I would swipe my credit card and paid the seventy five for a fill up of air and I started to fill my tire and I thought, okay, this is good, I'm not gonna be much late, you know, maybe a couple minutes late, but I'll, I'll be on time mostly. And, uh, and so as I'm filling up the tire, it's getting close to being all the way full, and it has like an automatic indicator when it's full, so I'm just letting it go. And, and all of a sudden, I start to hear the tire making this crackling noise. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty, but whenever your tire makes a crackling noise, not good situation. And so as I'm standing there filling the tire, it starts crackling, and then all of a sudden, boom, and it blows And it sounded like someone shot a bazooka in downtown Fishers. It scared me to death. I was not expecting it. But my tire just straight up popped. It popped as I filled it with air. And so suddenly I went into like Indy 500 mode. And I'm like, okay, I can't just fill the tire. So how quickly can I replace this tire? I got to get my spare out of the trunk. I got to take the old one off. And I did it in like four minutes flat. Like you guys, you got to give it up for me. Come on. Like. But let me tell you, um, I would be lying if I was happy in that moment. And I was frustrated. And I was like, I don't need this today. I don't need this right now. And then I, and then I get, make it to my appointment, but then I'm like, I got to fix my tire. My spare is a little shaky at best anyway. So I'm like, I go to the tire store and they're like, well, hey, g- hey good news. Like, We can replace your tire, but you're going to need four new tires because all the treads worn off the other tires. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. How many people know that happiness quickly fades when you hear like, I got to spend a lot of money on tires. So in that moment, that day, I felt like, man, my happiness was fading. And a couple days later, I'm telling someone the story and I'm telling them about my frustration and like, oh, here's what happened to me. And they were like, well, man, how, how good it was that as you were driving down the highway, it didn't blow and, and cause you to swerve or cause an accident on the highway. And I remember that moment, God just spoke to me and was like, that's gratitude. See, I was unhappy and I was, uh, I was distracted by the unhappiness I was feeling. But I should have in that moment just been grateful for how God had, per, had kept me safe. Uh, been grateful for how God had brought me through that, how God had got me to the tire store. I made my I All those things that I could have been grateful for in the moment, yet I wasn't. I was focused on how unhappy and frustrated I was that day. And I decided, you know what, happiness is just this fleeting feeling that we all have, right? That's why we're pursuing the next thing. That's why we're pursuing the next thing that God has uh, that, that we can fill our life with instead of all the things that God has for us and the way that he is, uh, all the things he's already done. And we're not filling our life with gratitude. We're filling it. We're seeking happiness. And happiness drives so many of our choices and decisions from like where we go out to eat, to what we do on a Friday night, to uh, how we live in certain aspects of our life. It drives so many decisions, what car we buy, what job we have, what house we live in. And I feel like we live in a culture that's pursuing happiness, yet we're in a, we're in a culture in a country where we have so much. God has blessed this country. So this should be the happiest place on earth, shouldn't it be? But yet it's not. Yet. You never find someone that the more they got, the happier they got. Because they realize that just adding those things doesn't bring true happiness. So in, in essence, we're pursuing the wrong things. We're pursuing being happy rather than being fulfilled and content and, and gracious and, and having thanks for everything that God has to us. And the key for us is just to live with an attitude of gratitude. It's to live with the gratitude towards everything that we have and all that God has done in our life. I want to look this morning to a scripture in Luke chapter 17, and we're going to look at verses 11 through 14 first. And this story we're we're going to unpack today and talk about is uh, about some people that encounter Jesus. They encounter the mercy of Jesus, and we're going to see how they respond and uh, and, and how their happiness And it's actually 10 lepers And let's read it It says this As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem So Jesus is traveling uh, Between Galilee, Samaria And not towards Jerusalem He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria And as he entered a village there 10 men with leprosy They stood at a distance And they were crying out Jesus, Master, have mercy on us He looked at them and said Go, show yourself to the priests And as they went They were cleansed of their leprosy. Now, you may be wondering, like, what is leprosy? Uh, you may have heard of leprosy before. You maybe maybe have heard it that read read that in the Bible before. You Maybe not understand it. it's a skin disease. Uh, it's not really prevalent in in our day and age anymore. It's it's uh, kind of gone away. But it was a skin disease that was pretty nasty. It would actually cause uh, skin to flake off and come off, and uh, it was just nasty to be around. And it was it was contagious. And uh, skin uh, people that had this skin disease of leprosy, they were outcasts. They were not allowed to live with everyone else. They had to live oftentimes on the outside of town. That's even where Jesus is encountering them. He's in this middle region here. Of, he's in between uh, Galilee and Samaria, and he's, he's encountering these guys because they've been pushed out of the city. They're not allowed to live in the city. They're forbidden from interacting with people. They can't talk with people. They actually, if they walk near or around people, they have to actually have to walk around yelling unclean to let everyone know, that they are in proximity to them and and that they have leprosy. How'd you like that if you had to kind of walk around uh, saying every infirmity that you have? Like nothing is worse than that. And so you can imagine that these people were outcasts. They were social outcasts. They uh, had really kind of uh, a physical... You know they had, they were outcast physically. They had emotionally just been pushed aside, and people disregarded it. Regarded them. They uh, didn't give them the time of day, and uh, and so they the people with leprosy just lived this way. And so they encountered Jesus, and I love that they just cried out to him. They cried out and said, "Listen, Jesus, we need mercy." They cried out. They just saw him passing by, and something rose up inside of them. And they responded with just great excitement and and with great hope to say, maybe God can do something in this moment. Maybe He can uh, heal me of what I'm facing. And and so they didn't just have this physical and emotional, but the spiritual. Uh, battle that they were facing. Because the Bible, they actually, if you look at leprosy in the Bible, and we go to the Old Testament, leprosy, the Hebrew uh, word for leprosy is actually sh- uh, is strike, to be struck stricken out, to be cast out. And so they were not only not a part of everyday society, but their faith and they were not allowed to worship and really exist with society. So you could just feel the, the full surround of how uh, the place that they were in and how desperate they were when Jesus came walking by. But we can, ha- we can hack happiness in our life with gratitude by simply doing this and reminding, remind, being reminded of doing this all along the way is this, ask Jesus for mercy. You see, every day in our life, I love that even as we we celebrated communion today, it was just reminding me that God's mercies are new every day. You know, we all need the mercy of Jesus. We all need, uh, we're walking around in essence as outcasts. We're walking around with sin and we're walking around, our lives are a mess a lot of times. And we all, every single day, need to be asking Jesus for mercy. I think a lot of times we don't. We get up and we go through our our life and we're just carrying on with everything uh, that we have going. And we forget to have the moments each and every day in our life where we're calling out for God. We're calling out for God to do something today in my life. I want to live with that type of revelation. And I want to live with that type of uh, excitement in my life that Jesus is going to do something if I'm in proximity to him every single day. I want to live with that anticipation, and I want to be calling out when I start my day and say, listen, I want, to, I want to seek Jesus and the mercy that he has every single day because a miracle is right around the corner. That's the same for all of our lives, that we have that. They're reaching out, and they're, they're reaching out for Jesus. I, I think about this, and the next series we're going to go into is called No Chill. Next week, I'm going to kick off this series. But there's this phrase that uh, my wife will oft, often use when she talks about uh, not being able to handle something. She's not able to play it cool with our kids. She's like, I have zero chill. I have no chill. Like she's not able to restrain herself from getting involved or getting excited or, you know, asking so much questions. And our kids will be like, Mom, stop, let it go. And she's like, sorry, I got no chill. I just popped in my head one day and I was like, that's how we should live for God. We should have no chill. We should, we should be pursuing everything. And so today, when it comes to happiness, the way we hack it and we, we live with gratitude is pursuing everything that God has in our life and asking him every day for his mercy on our life. A few years ago, I was on a missions trip and was able to serve in, uh, in Vietnam. And uh, it was just an exciting trip that uh, we took a team of people on as we were serving uh, Uh, ministry partners over there, and I remember our ministry partners asked us to bring a bunch of things, like a bunch of things from home. We were doing some ministry there, and we we had to pack all these extra things to bring with us. So we ended up at the airport, and everyone was able to bring like one of their own checked personal bags, but the airline allowed it allowed a second bag. So we told everyone else like, hey, we're gonna give you a second bag of something that you had to carry. And I remember that uh, leading the team, I said, okay, I'm gonna just take the heaviest one. Uh, I'll just figure it out. But I remember having the most bags and also having the heaviest one. And I uh, remember just us at the airport getting dropped off and I unloaded everything, got there and I thought, Okay, how do I carry this all in to the counter? Like, I physically can't carry all the bags. I can't, I don't have enough arms and limbs, and I, I don't have a way to do this. And, and Jamie had her hands full as well. So, I, I, they strategically place those little luggage carts at the airport right where you need them. So, again, uh, I go over, realize I can get one of these carts, and, and they charge you five bucks for it. And I was like, man, not only the air but also the 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 cart it's 5 bucks but hey i need it i only need to go 50 feet but i got it i got to get it i need that's the only way i can get it in there and that cart was strategically placed there but i realized that the more i was carrying all these bags i it was weighing me down and i think a lot of times in our life we're weighed down like that we can't carry all these things and it 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 becomes a struggle in life we're we're trying to get from here to there but it, In essence, we're like me in the airport. We just don't have enough arms. We're not able to carry it. And I think one of the things that speaks to why we need mercy is the fact that we all carry this baggage of shame in our life. That one of the tricks of the enemy is to just continually speak the things into your life that you should be ashamed of. The Bible says the enemy's like a liar, that he's going to speak those things over us, and he's going to challenge us, and he's going to say, hey, you're not worth this, or you're not worth that. And I think that a lot of times there's, there's physical shame that we carry in our life. Just like the lepers, they, they had this disease that was visible where their flesh would even just peel off, and, and it, was, it was a nasty disease. It was, vi- it was physical, and some of us might carry shame with how we look. But let me tell you, the Bible says that you're created in the image of God. So when you look in the mirror, you should be saying, listen, and I am who God created me to be. I am in the image of God and, and look past all the things that you can focus on that are going to steal away your happiness and, and cause you to feel shameful, but instead look at the creation that God created inside of you. That's what we have to come back to the mercy of God every day. Maybe it's, maybe it's the image that you see when you look into the mirror and that's the, the physical shame that you carry, but maybe it's things you've done in your past. Maybe it's the way you've used your body or things you've done and that's caused you shame. But let me tell you, the grace of God is bigger than all of that. You were made in the image of Jesus. You, and today God wants to rescue, rescue you from the shame that you're carrying. There's also social shame that we carry. Just like the lepers were outcasts, they're carrying this, we can carry the shame. Maybe like we we don't fit in. Maybe we feel like uh the lepers that they were actually, uh it says the here in Luke 17 that they were. Uh, foreigners that they were not just outcasts but they were foreigners they were Samaritans from from a different land, and so that would be even another degree of social outcast that they shouldn 't even interact with Jesus because they were of a different uh, ethnic background so maybe there's things in life that make you feel like you're a social outcast. You know, I live in this house or I don't make this amount of money or I, I uh, have gone through a divorce in my life or maybe my race is one of those things. There's, that's what we see here is that we can carry shame and that can steal away the happiness that God has for us. We just have to be gratitude. Jesus doesn't care. He wants, uh, he wants to lift that shame off of you. Again, we have the mercy of Jesus but I think we can also live in this world where we just have spiritual shame. Where we don't measure up. We don't feel like we fit in. We don't feel like uh, we, we, we're so aware of the sin that we have in our life. And instead of laying it at the feet of Jesus, we, we tend to carry it ourselves. You know, the Bible says that it's in Jesus that we have forgiveness. That it wipes away all that. That we're made clean and we're made new. But sometimes it's hard to get over that. Sometimes we're holding on to sin in our life, even though it's been forgiven and it's under the blood of Jesus, we feel so ashamed that now it holds us back and it steals away our happiness. And suddenly we can't see clear enough to be grateful for all that God's done. So what we should be doing is always asking Jesus for mercy. God, I need your mercy. Crying out to him, give me your mercy. Uh, as I was just studying for this and t- thinking about shame, I just wrote this down because I think we, a lot of times, we have to be alert to the fact that we're carrying shame. And that God's not giving us that shame. It's our job to set it down and give it over to him. You see, you only carry the shame that you choose to carry. Because God said, listen, it's paid for, it's done, it's gone. And you can live in freedom. And so more than anything, grace and the mercy of Jesus is about living in a new freedom. That suddenly the old you is gone. You're being made new. And you can look forward and say, God, thank you for all that you've done. I need to live in your mercies today. And so don't carry that shame. Let it go. You're on a journey. You can't stay where you're at because God has so much for you where you're going. But you got to set the baggage down you got to set the shame down and keep coming back to the foot of the cross. Keep coming back to the mercy that Jesus has. So we hack happiness with gratitude by continually asking Jesus for mercy. But we also do it by giving thanks intentionally. A couple weeks ago, uh, Lexi has our daughter. She's 12, and she's been begging. Uh, She had glasses. We got her glasses a couple years ago, but she hasn't been back to the eye doctor in quite a while. So she'd been begging, me. I need to go, I can't hardly see. She'd have to flip, we'd be watching TV, she'd flip her glasses at an angle just to give her like a little bit more like magnification in her her glasses. And so don't judge us, we're good parents, I promise. So she'd been begging, hey, can we go to the eye doctor? And I wanna get contacts. I, I would love to get contacts. So we go, she goes gets her new prescription and they send her home with like a trial pair of contacts and we're driving down the highway at I-69 on the way home and she is reading every sign along the way like it is like fresh perspective she can finally see life she's like I never knew there were leaves on that tree over there I never knew oh that says fishers oh that you know target there's tar-, you know suddenly like new new perspective has been opened up And I remember we're just riding home and she's just, dad, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I don't know if you're a parent, if you're not, maybe one day you will be, but one of the greatest feelings is when your kids unsolicitedly thank you. You know, there's so many times in your life, you have to remind kids like, say thank you, say thank you. And then suddenly there's a moment where something just happens. They're excited about there's new, like this case, it was the contacts and being able to see and Lexi was just on the way home. Dad, thanks for for doing that. Thank you. I I love them. I'm so excited about this. I, I don't even have to worry about glasses. I'm going on a, she was going on a school trip, field trip, and she's like, I'll be able to wear my contacts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is so exciting. And I thought, man, how great it would be if we just lived our life like that, where we start to see things differently. When God refocuses us and he puts our eyes on what's important, we live with this gratitude and then we're just saying thank you to Jesus for everything he's done. Asking him for his mercy and then counting his costs. Or counting the, all the good things he's done in our, in our life. And that's what Jesus has reminded us here. That's what the story it says, listen, give thanks and be intentional about it. I think a lot of times we can be unintentional. But a God appreciates when we go out of our way to say thank you. It's an, it's an affirmation of our love for him to say thank you. If we continue the story, you'll see what happens in the story of the lepers. Here's what it says in Luke 17, verses 15 through 19. Let me read it to you. You can follow along with me. It says, One of them, when he saw that he was healed, one of the lepers, he came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God. And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. He came back with gratitude. I think it's important to note here that it says, Jesus said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. And that word healed here is different than the word healed that was used before. When, it's, when Jesus said, Go, you're, you're being healed. Go be checked out by the priest. You see, Jesus sent them on their way and they're in the process of being healed. But here, when he comes back and he says, Listen, your faith has healed you. That, that word healed is different. It's holistic. It's it's body, mind, and soul and spirit has been now put on is uh, now been healed. And so Jesus is talking to this man. He says, "When you come it back to me, he's like, now your faith is what has healed you. See, gratitude will increase your joy. Let's be people of thankfulness and have an attitude of gratitude in our life. Let's let's be a let's let's thank God for everything He's done." There's a book that I came across uh, some time ago. It's called Napkin Notes. And there's this guy that wrote, wrote it. His name's Garth Callahan. And Garth was actually diagnosed with cancer. And he had started with his daughter writing notes in her lunchbox each and every day and sending it to school with her. When he was diagnosed with cancer, he was fearful that he wouldn't be able to uh, live out all of her school days and see some of the life events that she would go through. And so Garth began writing notes, He began writing notes to his daughter and he wrote over 800 notes so that no matter what happened to him, his daughter would have one for every day that she went to school in her lunch. He wrote notes like, I love you more than you'll ever know. He wrote notes like your worth is immeasurable. I thought, man, how much does God love us? And he's written those same type of notes to us in scripture. All throughout scripture, there's things that are spoken over us that speak to who, our value in the kingdom of God. And God loves us so much. He's written those notes to us over and over and over to remind us of, what he, of, of his love for us and how much uh, he's done for us. And how much uh, he wants to see us live to our fullest. We don't have to carry the shame. We don't have to carry the burden of of all the messiness of life. And we don't have to live for that moment of happiness, but instead we can shift everything by being intentionally thankful in our everyday life for all that God has done. Being thankful for who he is, for how much he loved us. And despite all the mess or junk in our life and all the all the things that we don't measure up to and we can come to the foot of the cross and say, God, thank you for your mercy that's new every single day. So I'm challenged by this. I'm challenged to say, I want to live my life every single day, even when my tire goes flat, even when my plan is is taken off, even when I'm just having one of those days, I want to live with an attitude of gratitude. I wanna live that out every single day in my life because you know what? I realize that is freeing me from this pursuit of happiness that is gonna always leave me wanting or finding or searching for more. But instead I'm gonna step into life with a gratitude because God has already done so much for me. And that's the perspective that we should live with each and every day. You don't need to carry the shame. You don't need to carry the stuff that's going to weigh you down, but let it go and live in the freedom that God is already at work in you. He's doing something new, and he has a plan to prosper you. He has a plan to do great and mighty things through you. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.